Want to bet? Then get in on the action at Sports Interaction. The boys of summer are back on the diamond, and March Madness is on deck. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. Or in Ontario, download the app now using the QR code at the bottom of the screen. 19 plus, and please play responsibly. Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Yo, yo, yo. What is up? What is up? What is up? Good evening, humans, plan life, and small aardvarks. It's your boy, Avery Lewis McDougall here, bringing you another episode of Game Over Edmonton on SDPN Sports. How you doing, gang? What's going on? Well, that was certainly an interesting tilt between Edmonton and Winnipeg. As the Jets win 7-5, Jets knock off a five-game skid. Edmonton loses. Edmonton splits the home-and-home between them and Winnipeg. And that was a game in which, well, you don't want seven goals to beat the Winnipeg Jets. It happened. It was a game in which, offensively, they did a lot of great things. But defensively, there were more than a few issues on this club. And I don't blame Twitter right now. Do I see Twitter... Right now, Jack Campbell is trending on Twitter. Yikes, that is not a good sign. It was a game in which defensively for the Oilers, there were a lot of frustrating elements of this game tonight. And I'm sure in the chat, I know I'm sure in the SDP and chat, people are going to have many thoughts on what happened on tonight's game. I know there's going to be quite a few uh, opinions as to what happened because it was a game which Edmonton should have had. This was a game in last night in which... We saw them look very strong against the Jets in Rogers' place. This team looked to be in sync and playing very well against Winnipeg in a game in which Leon Dreisaitl and many other Oilers had their way with this team. And now the chat, yeah, see the chat's popping here. The usuals, the usuals, Hater, MGD, a lot of good usual faces here. In the chat, hope you're all having a wonderful uh, Saturday night. Hope you're all enjoying things, staying safe. I know the Oilers game didn't go as much as you would have wanted, but <laughs> this is a game in which I said offensively, Leon Dreisaitl. We saw him last night have a great game. We saw him again today have a great game. Sort of the positive. Had a hat trick. 41 goals tonight. The most power play goals in Edmonton Oilers history. It's, it's so funny when we get, we talk about the discussion is around so much of what Connor McDavid does. And look, of course, we know what McDavid is doing. The man is on pace for a 157-point campaign in the hardest era of hockey. But sometimes, I think people forget to an extent, Drysaddle is still here and contributing on a pace that is also bonkers. He's got 41 goals. Might crack 50 again. Might have another 50-goal campaign in Orleans, Jersey. He's going to surpass 100 points easily. But he did tonight. He was one of the biggest straws that served the drink for the Oilers tonight in this game. But defensively, there's too many defensive errors on Edmonton's part that let Winnipeg not only get back into this game, 
but Cavalletti didn't surrender. And then Jack Campbell in net. Jack Campbell, now there were times where he did make a few good saves, but he couldn't string them together. That's the big thing with Jack Campbell right now is that he'll make you, he'll make a few good saves, but he has to string them together. Now, full, full, I'll say as much. Stopping deflections, that's tough. That's very hard to stop deflection. But other goals in which he should have, it's tough to not put the blame on him for other goals that were not deflections that got past him in his game tonight. But in general, defensively, this is not a sharp game. This was not a sharp game at all. We saw the, what was it, the Jets' fifth goal in which Cody Cece had an awful sequence in his own end of the ice. Cody Cece did not have a good game in that sense. That's like, as much as, yes, we do want Jack Campbell to make big saves, the guys in front of him have to step up a little bit more, a little more consistently. MVD coming to you. Oral are asking too much of Cece. I wonder if they, we see Bush move up with Nurse and move Cece down. Another possible. That's a good question. That's a good question. I, I could see it ha happen. I could see them um, moving Cece down and putting him with Ekholm because Matias Ekholm is such a stable and common presence on that back. And from what we've watched with him, he's only played he's only played a couple of games now with the Empton Oilers. But I like what Matias Ekholm has done in Empton Oilers jersey in his three games here now as in the Oilers. I like what he's done so far. We've watched him jump into plays. We watched him. Um, his, his first pass is amazing. He's a great passer. So I think wouldn't hurt at all to put Ekholm with Bouchard in the back end. Oh, sorry, um, Cece in the back end to calm things down. So I wouldn't chalk me at all. And M. Bouchard, though. M. Bouchard is number one um, got D-man on the PP. I like what Bouchard has brought for a very long time in the power play. I like now that since Tyson Berry is now in Nashville, the reins have now shifted over fully to letting Aaron Bouchard be that power play captain on PP1. So I think that's a great thing for Aaron Bouchard, getting more power play time. He's done a masterful job so far here at the Oilers. And once again, if you like what you like what you see, like what you enjoy here on Game Over Edmonton, please like, subscribe, comment, share the video, share what I do, share what Zach does, share what Dennis does, all the network. You know, we had a massive day um, for trade deadline day. We had a show that went over 3,000 viewers. It was fun to do the mass collab show with all the game over contributors for the trade deadline show. It was a, uh, it was two hours, a lot of talking because I was on the main panel, but it was fun to do a show with everybody from all across the network. We haven't done a show like that yet on game over, but I had fun and hopefully we do more shows like that in the future because it was fun to go on air with everybody from game over Ottawa, Vancouver, Calgary, Winnipeg, Toronto. It was fun. It was really fun to do a whole network collaborative show. But back to the game here at hand tonight. And now Edmonton moves on to Buffalo. But again, there are still some things that have to be cleaned up on the back end, even though we see, we're seeing improvements. And Zach, oh, here's Zach jumping in. What's going on, Zach? <laughs> I'm sure, Zach, I'm sure you're frustrated. As much as we saw play that was great from Drysidle. We saw uh, Matias Janmark score tonight. I'm sure Zach, I'm sure you're watching his game just frustrated about the, the deficiencies on the D um, tonight and just the breakdown that happened that led Winnipeg 
uh, secure the lead tonight. <laughs> Thank you, MGD. Appreciate that. You know, the, the trade deadline show was a lot of fun to do. Uh, and for those of you, I'll post a picture on Twitter. For those of you who don't know, Zach and myself met in person at the Edmonton Winnipeg game last night. I'll post a picture uh, to Twitter. I'll post it on my Instagram. But yeah, Zach and myself met up um, during the admission of the Oilers Jets game. It was fun to. I've, I've now formally, I've now formally met Zach and Dennis in the flesh. So that was great to see. Great to chop it up with Zach for a little bit during the second intermission of the Edmonton Winnipeg game. That was fun to meet him. It's always it's always better talking to somebody you work with over um, in person than over just Zoom. And Zach, you know, you're not the first person. I'm, you're not the first person to talk about a Jack Campbell buyout. I am very much in the camp of let Jack Campbell have one more year to work through this. Give Jack Campbell a year two. I'm not ready to cut bait just yet on Jack Campbell after year one. I'm going to give Campbell a second year to bounce back. If we're at the halfway point of year two and Jack Campbell is still... Because we, always, we knew Jack Campbell had his moments of being Jekyll and Hyde. But if Jack Campbell in year two is still even worse than what we expected, it might be time. It might be time to cut bait. Because it's save percentage. I know we talked about the struggles last year of Miko Koskinen and Mike Smith that happened last year. Those two had their struggles. Those two, at times, it was iffy watching Smith and Koskinen during their tenure in Edmonton. But when you go through the stats here, like Zach is doing right now, you look at the numbers of Jack Campbell, and unfortunately, the num- like you look at the numbers right now, Campbell's numbers right now aren't better than Peter Koskinen. I didn't think I would be saying that, but it's true. Right now, Jack Campbell's stats aren't better than Smith or Koskinen. Of course, you can't go back to Koskinen and Smith. Koskinen's in Europe, and Mike Smith is done. He's done. His last year is dealing on LTIR. Mike Smith is probably going to retire once this season is over. But it is very alarming to see the numbers of, of uh, Jack Campbell and realize that, yeah, um... Smith and Koskinen put up better numbers than what Jack Campbell is doing right now. Even, even in the days where we saw um, Cam Talbot struggle, Cam Talbot wasn't, Cam Talbot was bad. Uh, you know Cam Talbot was great for most of his tenure. When Talbot had moments of struggling, it wasn't nearly as bad as, um, as Jack Campbell. So I do think that right now the net is Stuart Skinner. I still believe firmly number one guy in net should be Stuart Skinner. I do believe Stuart Skinner is the number one netminder going forward. I think you go back to, I think you go back to, um, to Skinner for against Buffalo, and you keep Skinner, you ride Stuart Skinner for a, a next little while. You ride Skinner in that net for a bit. He's your number one guy going forward, and he's proven it overall throughout this season that yeah, that's your number one netminder. And Jack Campbell, to me, it's no longer one A one B. It's one, two, and you got a clear number one and a clear number two in net for this franchise. I when the season began, when this year began, the plan wasn't to have the number one be Skinner, two be Campbell. That wasn't the plan whatsoever. Eck, you could tell my, my management. I know management wasn't expecting Stuart Skinner to be the all-star goalie this year over Jack Campbell. But it's clear who the 
Bear net mind the rest of the franchise. You know what? It's not a bad thing. Stewart Skinner is younger. He's the guy you can ride as your main guy for the next few seasons. His game is only going to develop and get better. As we see here, uh, Jack Campbell and Stewart Skinner stats in net. Jack Campbell, 17 wins, 8 losses, 4 OT losses. Goals against average, 348. And an 884 save percentage. An 884 save percentage. In 2023, that just isn't good enough. In the modern era of the NHL, an 884 goals against average is not cutting it to be a starting netminder, no matter what team you play for. That can't happen. That can't be the case. And it's tough because I know people, we, I know we want that to work. I know we want Jack Callington to work out. <clears throat> uh, other stats coming down here. Dylan, you're right, though, yeah. yeah. I mentioned earlier, Dylan, yeah, exactly. As much as we do go on Campbell, in front of him, has to be better. He needs help defensively. Yeah. And Zach, Zach Wheel, our Zach. <laughs> uh, ben Scriven, Victor Fox, Nikolai Habi Bulin had better numbers than Jack Campbell. <laughs> oh, my good, yeah. MGD, 84 wasn't good enough in the 80s. <laughs> we can go back and look at the evolution of goaltending over the 80s and 90s, and towards, what, the late 80s or 90s, good to better was in the 900s, low 900s, 890s, 884, once you got past, once you got out of the, of the mid, mid-80s, that wasn't good enough. It was good guys who were able to crack 900. Ricky Scrivens, no one. Hey, I'll never forget Rick. The Ben Scrivens fifty-nine same shutout. That was a game. That was certainly a game I remember very well in the annals of my of my memory bank when it comes to Edmonton Oilers hockey. That was certainly a fun game to watch when Ben Scrivens balled out that night. Well, I do want to say though, it was good to see Nick Bukestad. Good to see Nick Bukestad in his first game as Edmonton Oiler. Get on the score sheet, get his first goal in an Orleans jersey. And I want to know, maybe I'll ask Nick in the locker room uh, when they're back on Edmonton. Nick, wearing 72, did you pay Hunter yet? Did you buy Hunter a Rolex? Because <laughs> that was a funny thing that was asked from Tony Brar during his zone press conference. We have to find out if um, what Bukeset has done to repay Hunter for taking his number 72 this past week here. But no, good to see him chip in on the... On, Chip in in that game against Winnipeg. Big Saturday's guy, we, we knew he was going to come in, be a depth addition at forward, and as you like to see. Him going in first game of the year, gets to the front of the net, bangs home the loose puck, past Hellebuck. That's what you need. And you look at you look at um, Bukestad using his body number. Bukestad's a big boy. Nate Bukestad is six foot six. He's not he's not tiny whatsoever. He plays a big game and gets to the front of the net. So you like seeing him do that. And put up points for his team. He came as he he came and did what you thought he was gonna do. So it's a great sign to see Nick Beeks get his first goal as a member of the Edmonton Oilers. Wonderful to see. <clears throat> but yeah, this run here, it would have been nice to see Edmonton. It would have been certainly nice for them to get both um, both wins in this home and home series. Even just get a point. Even just get a point would have been great to see against Winnipeg. Brother notes on this team tonight, the power play. The power play once again stepped up. 
That is not going to be an issue for a prolonged period of time. We all know this. We talk about that every Game Over episode. We talk about that on Twitter and other platforms. We know how the power play is going to roll for the Edmonton Oilers. It's, it's always going to be running hot or running hot for most of the year. <laughs> we'll take a look at the NHL standings after that game and just how the logjam continues to logjam. <laughs> you know, again, Edmonton battling for the division title with Seattle, L.A., Vegas. Vegas holds a four-point lead on the division. But I said it before on the Game Over Trade Deadline Day show, as much as it would be fun to see Jonathan Quick win off of spite against the LA Kings, I'm not sure Jonathan Quick is the mid-to-long-term answer for Vegas. I really don't know. Because he hasn't had a great year in LA before he's up. He He hadn't had a great year. It was a down year for him, but I know he's. I know Jonathan Quick has been a great top goaltender, but I'm not sure how much more he can do for the Vegas Golden Knights. So, if I'm the Oilers, I'm looking at Vegas as right now being a very catchable team in the division. As Edmonton, excuse me, after the loss tonight, they are still in wild card number one, three points up on Vegas uh, on Colorado in in wild card number two spot. And then Calgary, oh my gosh, Calgary, 67 points. I know, I say it all the time, plenty of hockey to be played, but Calgary right now is falling off hard when it comes to chasing down Colorado or Edmonton or Seattle for the Pacific, the number three slot. The Flames are 3-4-3 in their past 10 games, so catching either Colorado, Edmonton, or Seattle, that is slipping away by the day that is becoming a distant memory further and further and further and further oh my gosh that is not being as as the tough thing for the flames you know uh jack campbell let's see what oh i got jack campbell discussion here in the chat room (laughs) a jack campbell buyout yeah i'm seeing more people here in the chat discussing the idea of buying out jack campbell oof how how things have turned on, how, how the tides have changed from Campbell from October to now, when, I'm sorry, before the season began, before the season began, the hope, and then we saw October, and then we saw how things have gone with the past little while here. Oh, boy. And yeah, Devin Shore, great point, Devin Shore. He has been, um, he has been stepping up again. Devin Shore has played great as of late. You like seeing that. That's what this team is going to need late in the season. You're going to need all four of your lines contributing come late in this season or into the postseason. You're going to need that. So seeing Devin Shore get things going right now is great. Oh, yeah. Oh, Nash, you know what? Nashville? Nashville is, yeah, Nashville is still in. They're still in things. I, I trust Nashville more than I do Calgary. Is that fair, is that fair to say? I trust Nashville getting back in a playoff spot right now more than I do Calgary. And again, it's not just any bias, but I I think right now I don't trust what's going on with the Sutter Flames right now. I've said it before. I think Daryl Sutter's time as a Flames head coach has come and gone. The moves they made have hasn't really worked out as we want to in year one in Calgary. I don't know. I just I just trust the flame. I trust the Predators more than I do Calgary get that last wild card spot. Even though 
it's going to be tough for either team to get the wildcard spot in the Western Conference. But no, but I'm seeing MGD. How do you run the goalies next week? Buffalo Monday, Boston Thursday, and Toronto Saturday. Oof. You know, I, oh, man. I don't, I just don't know if you can run Campbell against Boston or Toronto. I really don't know. I think you might have to go. I think you might have to go with Stu until then. And then at the same time, you can't burn out Stewart. You can't burn him out, but I think you got to go next few games here. Next two or three games, you ride Stewart, keep him in there as your main guy. Like, there isn't really a, a many options right now. You can really go back to Skinner right now. I'm sorry, um, go back to Campbell. I'm not confident right now. I think many people are in chat not really that confident right now in Jack Campbell's play from what he can do because this this should have been a winnable game. Even though Winnipeg, yes, they a good team. Edmonton, after last night, should have been able to get the home-and-home home sweep. Even, even Buffalo, even Buffalo is a good team right now. That's a team that's surging in Eastern Conference. So, I go, I go, um, Stewart, next little bit here. We look, we look further in the schedule. I'm thinking, you're right, you go with, you go with Stewart Skinner, Buffalo, Boston, Toronto, Campbell against Ottawa, and then back to Skinner against Dallas. I, I trust Campbell against Ottawa. Ottawa is a game you can, you can put um, Jack Campbell in against. But again, but then, you, then go again, then go again. Dallas, Seattle, Stu, San Jose, Campbell. Give, give, give the next two to Campbell after that. Give San Jose and Arizona Jack Campbell. Then Vegas, Seward Skinner. Like, there are spots, there are spots to put in Jack Campbell. But I'm not putting Jack Campbell right now in against the Boston Bruins or Buffalo or Toronto. Right now, I think that's just a little bit too risky to do right now. But again, there are there are spots this year to put him in. San Jose, Arizona, Ottawa. That's where I would put Jack Campbell in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hater, yeah, that's that's Jay Hater. We can't, we can't predict your seasons. That's very true. Yeah, and it's like... See, Jack Campbell is... It's such a weird thing in which... When Campbell is just okay, it's fine. We're just an okay netminder. It's good enough. It's good enough to get by. It's when he's not able to string together saves... And it goes... And it goes down... And when it goes, when it goes downhill on Jack... It goes down badly, and he struggles in terms of getting it back together again. That's a major, major problem right now, and we saw that in back in October. We're seeing it here, and it's too bad because he had a nice little run where he was unbeaten for a string of games before it went back again to Jack Campbell certainly mightily in that net for the Oilers, but it'll be interesting to see how... I, I want to know... How Woodcroft is going to handle things come come late in the season, come postseason. Because I think in a postseason series, you gotta go entirely with Stuart Skinner if you're playing in a series against uh, the Vegas Golden Knights or the LA Kings or whoever or whoever else they'll get in that first round matchup. Because as it stands right now, they're playing round one. 
Vegas in round one. As it stands right now, the last um, NHL, if the series started today, predictor came out this morning. So, postseason comes around, my guy is through scared to get you the starts in net. That's how it should be. Then again, I'm not Jay Woodcroft, but I do think I, I do think that's what Jay would go if we're talking about starting a series come come April. But either way, entertaining game. As much as yes, Edmonton did lose, that game was entertaining. That second period, don't tell me you were bored. During that second period, you could not tell me you were bored for one second. I was trying to take care of my notes. I was trying to get the show in order, figure out what to discuss, how we're going to go. And I could not take my head off the TV for a second. I was trying to focus on my notes, get this show ready, get everything prepped and ready. But wow, I, I could not, I could not um, keep my head down for too long to prep for the show. So it was a, it was a bit of a battle. It was, don't get me wrong. As we saw in the second period, seven goals in the second period. If you were at, if you were down with a pay at this game tonight, you got your money's worth with that seven goal second period. You were entertained and you were enthralled. No matter if you were a Jets fan or if you were an Oilers fan, I guarantee you that. I guarantee you were, you were enjoying that game. I know, sorry, sorry defense, but I love my high-scoring games. I do. I truly enjoy my high-scoring games. And going back to, I'll do go back to a second here on M. Bouchard. M. Bouchard with three points tonight. A three-point night for Evan Bouchard. Those are the kind of things you love to see as he is more and more trusted as one of the top D-men on this team. Bouchard played 24 minutes tonight, three assists. Like, that's what you love seeing. But another, but going back in here, other players, I noticed too lately, uh, Vinny Dernay, he has struggled. He hasn't had his best couple of games lately. No, uh, Vinny played only 8.27 tonight. He's had a run of games where he has struggled lately. I know he took, I know um, he's had to take a few penalties, have been a bit iffy. And I hope he gets out of this funk because that's the kind of defense you need on the back end. Not taking silly penalties, figuring things out, and you need and you need Vane playing a little bit more than that because, but oof, yeah, it was tough. And Broberg played seven thirty two, but yeah, Darnay, he is someone I've spoken highly of before on this show. I like the stability he brings to the bottom pairing, but yeah, Vinny Darnay lately hasn't been feeling, and I hope he can turn things around because defensively he's been better. He's been one of the better guys calling from Bakersfield this year, but these past few games, you know, he, he has struggled badly. And then Cody Cece, all year long, Cody Cece has just... Uh, last year wasn't that bad. Last year's first year in Edmonton, it was a bit of a, a redemption year for him after the struggles he's had in Toronto and in Ottawa. But this year, Cody Cece has looked... Just lost. It's unfortunate. The end. We'll just get the same thing as crap. What? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yo, never know what you're going to find in, the, in this chat. Thankfully, bet the over on this game. <laughs> Yo, I think most, most Oiler games, you have to bet the over on. Just out of principle. 
just sheer principle, I think most people who are of the gambling variety gotta go with the over when it comes to the Edmonton Oilers. You never know what you're gonna get with this club. But either way, Edmonton off to Buffalo on Monday night against the Buff against the Sabres team that is looking really, really good in the Eastern Conference. I'm a huge fan of what Tage Thompson has done for that club. So it'll be no it'll be no slouch for a game for the Oilers. About to come ready against the Buffalo Sabres team that is surging and pushing towards their first playoff berth in the Eastern Conference in over a decade. They've had their own decade of darkness in Buffalo. And they're on and they're on their way to getting out of that funk. Good for them. A lot of guys in Buffalo are very likable and want to see succeed. Like Tate Thompson, like um, like Jeff Skinner. A fun, fun core in Buffalo. So Edmonton is on their way there. They will take on the Sabres on Monday night. That'll be a very entertaining game to watch. And the guys, Dennis and Zach, they'll have the episode of Game Over Edmonton for you. Oh, 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 oh sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm on there. Sorry, my bad, my bad. I'm hosting that episode. <laughs> I forgot that was me doing that show. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, wait, no, I'm hosting that episode. <laughs> I'm trying to get more work to Zach and Dennis. No, I'm, I'm in the chair again, recapping Edmonton Buffalo on Monday night. We'll chop it up then, and hey, we're going to have some more guests coming to Game Over Edmonton soon. Stay tuned. I'm cooking. I'm cooking some stuff up, so stay tuned to see what I've got coming on the show later on. Not this show, but we got some more fun stuff planned for you here on SDPN. Anyways, I'm Avery, and I am out of here. I'll talk to you all again on Monday night to recap Edmonton and Buffalo. Enjoy your Saturday night. Have fun. Stay safe. Peace. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.